Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You know, um, holiness is one of the most extraordinary attributes of God. It means that it's set apart from everything else that's common, everything else that's been tainted by this world and this world's system. Holy is different, it's set apart from it all. It's higher, it's better. And what God wants is to get our eyes off of this world's system, this world's ways, this, the corrosive power of this world, and, and get our eyes back onto what's holy what's different and when we fix our eyes upon something someone that's holy and powerful it's transformative because he's actually called us to be like him but if I don't see what he's like I can never become everything he's created me to be and so holiness and worship is not just song it's just not a part of the service it's actually a lifestyle where I fix my eyes I reset my heart reset my mind and fix myself my gaze upon the goodness and the holiness of God because in doing so I'm becoming like him made in his likeness made in his image purchased out of this world to be set free to live for him but his holiness is what allows us to come in and be transformed amen one more time let's just honor God what a great touch of God in here. What a great environment. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, can we just, yeah, Pastor Kenny did a great job honoring everybody, but the worship team, just incredible, incredible today. Also, uh, the sound and production team. Really want to give it up for the handsome guy with the beard, Chris. Sheridan in town. Listen, listen. Um, Chris oversees production and sound for every one of our Awaken campuses. He's a magic maker, and, and I'll tell you, there's nothing like good sound. I like the presence of God and, and for it to sound well also. But, uh, Chris, we so appreciate you and what your team is doing and helping really raise the bar. Is there like an awakened bathroom guy we could send up here? Apparently, we've got to figure that out. I'm telling you, I didn't have to use the bathroom until they said they weren't working. And then I was like, oh, dang it. I feel like I need to go all of a sudden. Um, hey, uh, love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Grab a seat. We got a special, special. Oh, hey, we got one other really cool guest. Did anybody here get a chance to see Twisted when we did the live showing of Twisted? Okay, you guys remember the training angel, the rookie? He's in Boise right now. Where are you at, Sebastian? Oh, you are amazing. You are incredible. Oh, my gosh. What a character. What a character. Um, well, hey, this is the first. I feel like every Sunday in Boise, it's a first. 
because we've never been here before, and last week was Freedom Sunday. It was our first Freedom Sunday. Before that, it was our first, like, what, Vision Sunday, and before that, it was Shredder Sunday. It's like, well, yeah, it was Christmas before that. I mean, so this is our first Ordination Sunday where we're actually going to be ordaining some pastors, and um, we don't take that very lightly. It's actually a pretty amazing thing, and want to talk a little bit about it before we get started, but um, while we do that, I'd love to have um, Pastor Mike and Lynette Clark. Pastor Lynette, what the heck? Talking about opening up a can. Pastor Kenny and Ashley, come up here. Holy cow. Um, these are, when we came, when Pastor Jurgen and Leanne uh, asked Melissa and I to consider coming to Boise, we were like, where's Boise at? Like, I, I, I think it's in Idaho, but I didn't know exactly where. And um, we love the Northwest, but we'd never been out here, man. It was like hidden for us because I've never seen anything I love more than Boise now and, and the Treasure Valley. But we, um, we immediately knew we were going to need an epic team. Um, not a team that we could just highlight and, you know, showcase, but a team that could draw the treasure out of what's in this Treasure Valley because we came here to draw the treasure out. And and so Mike and Lynette Clark were forerunners. They've been up here for, what, three years, five years, praying and believing that Awaken would follow them up here. Wow. I see. See what you did. And then uh, Kenny and Ashley have been like son and daughter to us for years, and, and they said yes put their hands up, brought their beautiful family and their anointing up here. And, um, and then we've been starting to just see this extraordinary um, team of people. One family that we've known for 10 years. They were in our Connect group at uh, Awaken on Connect Sunday. We thought there's no better Sunday to uh, ordain the Johnsons, but they were in our connect group. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit about them, but let's just dive right in. Could you honor Gary and Kristen Johnson? Can you guys come up center stage? Thank you, Pastor Kenny. All right. <sighs> what a couple. What an incredible couple. want to tell you a little bit about them real quick. And then we're going to pray for them. And um, first of all, like, we're not thinking, you know, it'd be nice if Gary and Kristen did this or that. Maybe if we ordained them, they would rise to the top. Maybe maybe they would finally see what we see in them. It's actually quite opposite at Awaken. We see health. We see fruit. We see maturity. We see selflessness. We see serving. We see giving their lives away. And we say, Wow. Those guys are pastors. It's time. We've watched them through seasons, not just in the highs, but in the challenging and the difficult. We've watched you in every season, and you guys have just gotten more and more healthy, more and more fruitful. And so I want to boast a little bit about you guys. Um, and I'll, another other thing about, I know it's the Treasure Valley where you got the pastor, and then you got the pastor's wife. She comes along as a package deal. And she doesn't do anything, but she's pretty. Not, not at Awaken. At Awaken, it's Pastor Gary and Pastor Kristen. Because we need the voice of a healthy mom and a healthy dad in every family. We need a king and a queen over a culture. And so we want you to know both of them were ordaining, and both of them bring significant value to the Treasure Valley. 
But Gary did graduate from Bible college in 2002, served full-time ministry as an associate and youth pastor for 10 years, and then came to Awaken. So for 10 years, they have not been ordained pastors. I want you to know that. It takes a lot of humility to come to another culture and say, you know what? I don't need a title. I didn't get into this for the title. It's really what a disciple is. We're a disciple church. A disciple, a disciple says, I have fallen in love with God, and I want to live to get closer to him and to make him proud and to live my life for him. But also, I live for other people. And so you guys just said, listen, we didn't come here for titles. We came here to just help people, serve people. So they began attending in 2013, 10 years ago, a little over 10. Served in DNA, response teams, ministry teams, campus leadership. They were connect leaders, you guys, for six years. Hosted, and you still are right now. So if you were here and you are like, ah, I like that guy. Or maybe I don't like that guy. But I like his wife. She is looks like a, she looks like a sweetheart. They could join your connect group today. You guys started in our connect group. We didn't let you go for for too long. Maybe three years, three and a half years. You guys were with us when we felt called into Pathfinders. Guess who we appointed and said, "It's you guys. Take this. Take the reins." And they multiplied and they took over our connect. Emerge captain for three years. Uh, premarital counseling for three years. That's your passion too, right? Connect and premarital counseling. So we're believing for a lot of strong foundations out there around your marriage. Um, a PFA graduate, season eight. Dang, that should be a requirement. <laughs> you snuck through, Mike Clark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all three of their children, this is key, passionately serve the Lord. Um, I'm not sure where Cassidy, Carly, there they are. I don't know where Carly is or Kayla, but taking photos, always doing something. We love you, whole family. Your whole family is like a blessing and feel like we, uh, we recruited the Johnsons, but really we were after their kids because they're world class. Um, Currently, you're leading the ministry team, baptism team. You have a connect and premarital counseling. Holy cow. All as volunteers, all just because you love people and love God. Really? Wow, sounds like a pastor to me. Um, okay, so here's what we're going to do real quick. Because it's our first time, it's, found, it's foundational. We're going to spend a little time on this. I'm going to read a little bit of scripture on why God sets pastors over um, churches. And then we're going to pray for them and give them some uh, vows and a charge and and um, I'm going to turn you loose. You ready? Okay, so I want to read out of Ephesians 4. Babe, am I missing anything before? you want me to just keep going? <laughs> Listen, though. Um, pastors are not a made-up thing. It's a biblical thing. Designed for our development and maturity. So let's read out of Ephesians 4 together. I think we're going to have it up here. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord. This is Paul writing. Interesting, he said it was actually a bond servant, which means I had been set free, but I loved my master so much that I attached myself to serve him the rest of my life. It's really what a bond, it's really what Paul is saying is Christ set me free, but I've given myself to be his, uh, he's my master for life. It's really what we are here. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you, lead a life worthy of your calling. For you've been called by God. 
Gary and Kristen, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves unified in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, in all, and through all, living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led captives, a crowd of captives, and gave gifts to his people. Notice that he says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world, and the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work, build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such a unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That's why we have pastors. It's actually not to put on a show and for you to spectate, but to elevate and mature Christians. The gifts that Christ gave to the church was to develop the church, develop its people. Okay, are you ready? This is the charge that we give you. I solemnly urge you, and this is on behalf of Pastor Jurgen and Leanne Matesias. What, what did Pastor Leanne say when we, she found out we were um, ordained? Well, they knew because we've been chatting with them all the time. They just said they loved you. But this morning she just said, give them my love. The Johnsons are tried and true. Tried and, and I was like, that is the perfect yeah. verbiage yeah. to describe Pastor Gary and Pastor Christian is tried and true. And you will not find two more genuine people who who really love each other love their family but love love people um, and also love people through all their seasons even when things are really hard they've walked some people through some of the toughest times of their entire life and pulled them up and and now they're all thriving so tried and true we love you guys boy that's what i'd love to have said about us is tried and true tried and true well now because you've been tried and true we're charging you to take on the responsibility of being pastors here at Awaken. And ultimately, it's representing Christ, but it's also loving people. And there's people that are entangled in things. There's people that need wisdom and, and healing and fixing. And you're going to be a, a couple that brings extraordinary freedom and healing. And this is the charge. I solemnly urge you before God and man to live a life worthy of the gospel to which you've been called to teach and to be an example through the truths and lifestyle you've been taught, to show kindness and impartiality to all and to avoid foolish arguments and slander, to live in the faith and love, and to live in the faith and love that you have in Christ. And with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, Gary and Kristen, carefully guard what has been entrusted to you. And finally, complete the ministry God has given you. Okay, last thing we're going to do, and this kind of follows with a little bit of an I do. It's almost like a 
wedding service in a sense, you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to ask you some questions, and I'm asking you to answer we will at the end of these, okay? Will you uphold as a matter of priority the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom? Will you uphold the truths of the word of God? Will you devote your energies to upholding the message of faith, hope, and love? Will you be a good ambassador for Awaken, the family of God he has placed you in? And will you care for, provide for, and love your spouse and your family? Ah. Well, we now pronounce the Johnsons ordained pastors at Awaken Church. Would you stretch your hands towards them? Immediately, um, I could see, it seems like it's been a long time coming. And this surprises nobody, Gary and Kristen. But I'm going to tell you, your Awaken ordination was designed by God, engineered and scheduled by God to be here in the Treasure Valley. It's to be here. God has sent you here to pastor, to care for, to look after, to minister the truth of this glorious gospel that has transformed your life. All your training, all of your trials that have proved you and built your capacity was so that God could turn loose his spirit through you. And we declare extraordinary lives changed, touched, brought to Christ, discipled through this couple. And we want to thank you, God, for the extraordinary things you're going to do through the Johnsons. Yes, God, we thank you for these two magnificent people. There's such a touch of God on them. And it's only going to grow from here. We just impart just next level revelation, next level encountering God, next level power to just help other people, next level just even just raising the gold out of people that you guys have already been doing, but but at another level. And we just thank you, God, for for bringing them to us and to this awakened family that we can continue to still do life together after 10 years but but we just say as we just pronounce under the authority of God first this was God ordained this ordination is God ordained first and then under Pastor Jurgen and Leanne and under us we ordain them as pastors of the most incredible church in the Treasure Valley in Jesus name amen come on one more time give it up for the Johnsons Alrighty, you can grab a seat. Love, 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 love you guys. Well, thank you, thank you. All right. Well, the 20 minutes we have left, I've got a message for us. And I really feel like God on Connect Sunday has an extraordinary message for us. And I do feel like Gary and Kristen, you guys fit into this message because this message is that, you know, we really are, the connections that God has for us are actually by design. He's intended for us to be connected with him. He designed it. He originally intended for us to be connected to God, but he's also intended us to be connected with one another. Usually, one or both of those 
has gotten distorted, disconnected, frustrated, or fragmented. And so the original, if you want to understand what God wants to do, go back to what he originally intended to do. And then why did he send his son, Jesus? And what, it, what can we access through his son, Jesus? So let's start with, we're connected by design, and connection was created initially. But we're going to start in the word. We're going to read a bunch of scripture, so i got to fly a little bit. We're going to start in Genesis 2, 15 through 25. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat of the fruit of, the, of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Wow. So here's God. He makes man, and man walks with God. He's got intimacy with God, connection with God, walks with God in the cool of the day, has an incredible vertical relationship with God, and yet God still says it's not good that he does this life alone on this planet. Interesting. It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals, all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he could call them. And the man chose each of them, a name for each of them. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took one of his ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he called her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this one, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman. I'm sure he said it just like that. Because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are uni united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Very important that when God designed, think about when he created things to function, we were supposed to have no disconnection, no shame. It doesn't mean that there was perfection. It just means they were comfortable with their flaws. They were, they were comfortable with things that maybe weren't exactly as they wished they would be, okay? Because I have found if it requires perfection for me to be loved, then that's not love. So for true love to exist, it actually has to also include some imperfections. But what happens if I don't have good connections, my imperfections cause me to cover myself. I feel disqualified. I feel ashamed. And so, therefore, I want to mask the things that I'm embarrassed by. And we all have them. What's powerful about Connect is not just I'm getting together with people that are fun and have a good time and cook good food. It's I'm slowly learning to let my guard down and realize people aren't at love me because I perform well. They love me because they know me. This is the core values of Awaken. Known. Known first. Loved, wanted, needed. Connect is an environment where I can actually get known. Okay, good. Now, so originally God created connection and connection was created, but then the problem is connection was lost. The serpent. Oh, yes, the serpent. 
He was the shrewdest, this is in Genesis 3, of all the wild animals the Lord God made. He's still shrewd, by the way. He's still conniving, manipulative, still trying to harm you, still trying to pull you away from God, still trying to deceive you and lie to you, make you question whether what God said is really true, make you question if God's really good, if he really has the best for you, make you question all the things that you know you heard from God, and now it's been a month and you're wondering if you even heard all along. He's still a deceiver, and he's still good at it. Don't be uh, taking the bait. Serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the fruit of the trees of the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied. He's such a deceiver. You won't die, the serpent replied. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame. And their nakedness, so they, at their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called out to the man, who, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. Sorry, I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you were naked, the Lord asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me. (laughs) Nothing's really changed, has it? At first it was like, oh, dear, there she is. Now it's like, golly, the woman, like, it's her fault. Such a man, such a, yeah, the woman you gave me, God. It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Listen, I I need us to hear this. I need us to hear this. And I haven't seen this before. I've always seen the fall broke the connection between us and God. That's very clear. Very clear. I didn't realize it also broke the connection between Adam and Eve. They went from we're one, we're partners, you're my helper, to it's your fault. And see, God, when he wants to restore things, we have to realize if we're going to see restoration, we need to understand all that was lost. It wasn't just our connection to God that was lost. We have lost our ability to connect with one another. We've lost our ability to partner. We've lost our ability to be vulnerable. We've lost our ability to be intimate. We've lost our ability to be known. We've lost our ability to be naked in front. And I don't mean naked like body. I mean where you really know me. You know the things that I'm embarrassed by. You know the things I'm not proud of. What I've found is when people open up their life and share with us, and that's why we love a men's merge. That's why we love Connect. When you share your most vulnerable stuff, I will respect you more, trust you more. Yeah, and that's a culture of being known. It's powerful. If you haven't, I actually believe you cannot fully be restored into all God has unless you're willing to be vulnerable, not just with God, but with people. I know it's true. In fact, the deepest level, we just came off of Freedom Sunday. 
deepest level of freedom and healing I received happened after I had shared some very embarrassing, shameful things with a man of God, and he didn't turn his back on me. He loved me. He respected me. He restored me. And I don't know if it was, I already knew God loved me because God's perfect and merciful. I just didn't realize people could love me. And so I'm realizing this horizontal restoration that Jesus purchased is so important if I'm going to walk in all that he purchased. Okay. Connection restored. Let's keep moving here. On the cross. you gotta, you got to realize, like, I've probably been a, some form of a minister or a connect leader um, for a long time. And I, I'm seeing things in the word of God that I've never seen in my life. And I want you to know this word is living. It's active. And that's why we want you in it. That's why we have our awakened Bible plan. And we want you reading the Bible for yourself. God can speak to you. Okay. But out of John 19, 28 through 37, Jesus, he knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I'm thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It was the day of preparation, and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath, a very special Sabbath, because it was Passover week. Remember, Jesus was the Passover lamb. He was the one that came to to break the curse of death over humanity. Okay, and it was Passover Sunday. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken. Then their bodies could be taken down. So the soldiers came, broke the legs of the two men crucified on Jesus' side. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced the side right where he took the rib. Right where he took the rib. Pierced the side with a spear. And immediately blood and water flowed out. This report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you may continue to believe. These things happen in fulfillment of the scriptures that say not one of his bones will be broken and they will look upon the one they pierce. So as I'm realizing as God wants to restore not just our vertical relationship, but he has a lot to do to restore our horizontal relationships, I'm realizing the significance when he said, it's not good that man should be alone. I'm going to take a rib out. But then the fall broke our connection with one another. So when he restored us, he didn't just restore us with his back for our body. He didn't just buy us back into relationship and restore. He, he realized that our, we lost connection. And he came and he said, it's never good that you're not connected. They're disconnected. They're at war. They're at enmity with one another. I have work for them to do that cannot be done if they don't partner. It's not enough that they just close their door and spend time with me. They do need to do that, by the way. But I've also released things that can only be accessed through them being in healthy community. And so I came to deal with that. Next chapter. I like Thomas. Thomas, doubting Thomas. You know what I like about Doubting Thomas? He was honest. I'd rather have Doubting Thomas than, you know, fake religious Thomas. How are you, bro? It sucks right now. I don't know. I'm pissed. I'm I'm frustrated. I got questions. I don't have answers. I'm doubting. I'm struggling to believe. I can work with that. Versus, how are you? Blessed and highly favored, brother. Oh, I'm washed in the blood this morning. 
all is well. Really? Like, I can't get with, like, like cliche, Christianese. If you're not going to be authentic, we can't work with you. So I don't have a problem with Thomas, believe it or not. I actually prefer honesty. We can work with it. So they told him, we've seen the Lord. This is right after he rose from the dead. But he replied, I won't believe it. This is Thomas. I won't believe it unless I see the name. He's mad. He must be disappointed. Maybe it didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. Maybe he was believing for something and it didn't work out. Something's going on here. He's like doubling down here because this is his community. So something has pulled the rug out on him, and he's like, he's like, okay, sorry. I'm glad you've seen him, you know, but I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers in them, but get this, and place my hand into the wound in his side. How significant was that? I, I don't know how I hadn't seen. I'd seen the crown of thorns. I'd seen his back. I'd, I'd seen it all, but I just have not seen the significance of that. It's probably because it's Connect Week, so there's special dispensations of grace available for the pastor. <laughs> Aren't you glad we don't talk like that around here? Hi, hi, hi. put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wounds in his side. Eight days later, okay, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you. Just so you know, everywhere Jesus goes, there is peace. He brings a peace with him. He's like, peace be with you, he said. Then he goes right to Thomas, right to Thomas. Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand in the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas explained. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you've seen. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Now, when you and I are coming into a place of recognition, we just came off of Freedom Week, it's very important for us to identify where we don't have good connections, okay? And so I think oftentimes when I'm looking to God to do something powerful, I'm almost looking for where's, like, my life a train wreck. And that's fine, okay? But God is far more than just trying to um, deliver you from a train wreck life. He actually came to optimize your life. He actually wants things to be extraordinary and powerful and wonderful. So just because you're not currently in a, in a, you know, a 12-week recovery program, don't think, well, I don't need this or I don't need that. And if you are, good, good for you. We like vulnerability. But what we're saying is wherever you are on life's like journey, God has more for you. He has an optimized life. And that's our next point, connection optimized. And so I'm going to share another scripture. Doing moderately good on time. You know, this message is for me concerning you, Charlie. I feel like you don't like me. kidding. We do have funny filters, though, sometimes, huh? 
We've got somebody who's trying to serve and help, but your filter is, oh, I don't think they like me. Most of the disconnects we have are our own filters, interpreting things that people don't even really feel. Okay, get this though, optimization. What I want to talk about is, well, what has God designed in Connect? Like, what are some of the things that we could be experiencing at the next level if we really had a healthy connection, not just with God, but with one another? What kind of partnerships could be formed? What kind of unity? Unity commands a blessing. So here's one of the promises. This is out of Matthew 18, 19 through 22. This is Jesus going to his disciples. I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I'm there among them. Get this. Right after. So you, we, we read the Bible not generally because we read the Bible. We've just heard different preachers preach it at us. So we've heard that Peter came into him, how, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? But he doesn't, the context of this is it's right after he tells them to get in groups of two and three and agree upon stuff. So I'm wondering, who does Peter have in mind when he's like, hey, Jesus, how often are we supposed to forgive? Because if Matthew asked me for a receipt again, I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to take him out fishing. I don't know what the dynamic was that Peter was dealing with amongst his disciples, but have you ever spent any time with a bunch of grown men? It can get a little feisty. You can get a little frustrated. So I'm wondering, what you know, was it John? Always cuddling up to Jesus, super emotional, extra long hugs. Peter's like, dude, we're dudes, man. Get off him. I don't know what Peter's issue was. But I know that he was struggling to stay unified in his heart towards somebody that, because listen, 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 listen. I know it says forgive your enemies. The people you need to spend the most work forgiving are those closest to you. You know why? Because you've exposed the majority of your heart to them. You've opened yourself up to them. You've made, they know things about you. They have the ability to hurt you. People that don't know you don't have the ability to hurt you. But people that you've become vulnerable with can and will hurt. So if I don't learn the tools that keep me reconnected, then I fall out of partnership and I'm not able to pray effectively. It's actually one of the things that, that makes me very concerned in my marriage is there's a scripture that, that God doesn't hear prayer when I'm disconnected from my wife. And so I'm a person that wants my prayers answered, need my prayers answered, so it makes me do an inventory of my heart when we're at odds. And I'll, listen, we've been married for 20 years, and I wish I could tell you that I've been just an unbelievable, oh, you're so kind. But I know I have to live with me. And I am unbelievable at times, unbelievably stubborn, unbelievably, f yeah, yeah. But what, see, you got to realize we live in a world where you and I are in it. So there's definitely at least one thing that still needs some repair. That's you and me. And so God is wanting to restore us, and yet we're complicated because we're working alongside other people that are on their journey. But for us to realize we can't work this stuff out without connect. We, we can't work this stuff without community. And if you think you can do this with just you and God, you're actually wrong. He said, 
it's not good that you do this alone. Even with me. Now we gotta get that right, but then we gotta get this right. This is why Awaken is a community church. This is why, now we will be big. We, we're already growing every, every week. It feels like we're growing. We will continue to grow. We're not planning to be small, but we're planning to stay small in heart. You know how we do that? Not, not just with, with buildings that are manageable in Connect. Connect group. Because once Connect reaches a certain size, we multiply it. We send new leaders up. It's, a, it's the leadership factory model is we see leadership on you. Wow, you love people, Johnsons. Gosh, I trust you guys. Would you be interested in opening your home up? Well, gosh, that's a little scary. I mean, we haven't had, I don't know if I want somebody in my home. Well, we get it. We understand. It's a little risky. But let's, let's give it a go. We'll send another couple with you. We'll make it easy. We like to send you two by two. Well, wait a minute. I don't like them. Oh, really? Okay, Peter. You with me? You with me? This is how you get healthy. You get around people that you got to process with. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one. Two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. One person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one keep warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Uh, God wants to restore some things, and so I I think we could go on, but I really uh, don't feel like there's a whole lot more we need to cover, except what's on the other side of you having a good connection, good connection with God and a good connection with people. Maybe you're like Peter, you love God, but there's still some people (laughs) that you're choosing to not want to release. I don't think there's anything more powerful for reconnection And I don't think there's anything that sabotages power more than unforgiveness. So if you're in a place of disconnection, you might need to actually look and examine your heart and where did, it's not who, if somebody let you down, it's more where. And if I can look back through life and it's not like I'm searching like a victim for drama, but I am looking for trauma that has tripped me up and opened the door for things that I'm no longer now connecting healthy. I was designed to connect healthy. It was intended I was connect healthy. But things have happened that have caused me to step back. I don't trust again. I'll never share again. I opened up once. Won't happen again. And as a result, now I'm isolated, lacking power, lacking health, lacking vitality, not accessing the power of God that is only available through coming into agreement, coming into being known. And so that is the thing that God wants to do here is he wants to really restore our trust in him and then slowly restore our trust in one another. Good? So let's just do some work real quick. Figure we came to church. Might as well leave different. I'm planning to leave different. More powered, more aware of his goodness, more aware of where I need his goodness, more aware of his love, certainly aware that I need to be loved. Yeah, not because I'm great, because I'm, because I'm struggling still. 
and I need to be loved out, loved into health. You with me? So where are you? Where have you lost connection? I'm going to start with your connection with the Father. I don't know if you've never had one where you just know you're his child, where he loves you, where he's for you, where he's crazy about you, where you're born of the Spirit. I don't know. Maybe you had it, fell away, got disconnected, disappointed, injured. This world is tricky. God is always pursuing you, trying to draw you back by his love into connection with him. Listen, you cannot, you cannot make it in this life without God's love and plan, and he doesn't want you to. And so if you're here and you want to get connected properly to God, I'm going to count to three, and you can just lift your hand. We'll pray for you. It'll be super uh, quick but potent and powerful. So be honest with yourself. If you're disconnected from God, maybe you had a bad version of it. Maybe, maybe you had a form of religion but no authentic connection. Maybe that's you. There's going to have to come a day where you're like, you know what? I don't know how to figure this out, but I need you, God, to help me, and I invite you in. And so wherever you are, on the count of three, if you want a connection with God for the first time or to restore one, I want you to put your hands up. One, two, three. Who am I talking to? There's quite a few of us. I love authenticity. Yeah, I see you back there. There's about, I'm not going to count you out, but I just see a lot of us. A lot of us, a lot of us, a lot of us. I love our youth. I love the transparency of our youth. God's going to do something powerful in our young people. And it's not going to be religious, I promise you. It's going to be powerful and deep. It'll be fun, but I'm going to tell you what's fun, being known and loved. I'll tell you what's not fun is being unknown and insecure. God is a person who wants to take us into a deep level of love and restoration. Let's pray. Let's all pray together. Repeat after me. We're going to family. We're going to welcome all these connections. You know, the person who made the connection was Jesus, so all our hope is in Jesus. So right now, we're not putting our hope in our ability to keep ourselves together. We're putting our hope in the one that paid the price to buy us back and put his spirit in us. So all of us that are praying, well, let's all pray as a family together. Repeat after me. Father God, thank you for your love. Thank you that you designed me to be connected to you. I realize I've lost connection, but you're the way that restores me back into relationship and vitality with you. I want you to be my father, to be my master, to be my God. I approach you because of Jesus. I receive you, Jesus into my heart, and I allow you to transform me, to make me new. Fill me with your spirit, with your power, with your love. Heaven is my home now, and I'm your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give those people a hand real quick. Okay. Last thing we're going to do, last thing we're going to do, we're going to make it quick. Jesus was pierced. First, he took, he took the rib out so that you could have connection. 
And then he took one right there so that you could have connection again the way he designed it. And if you're here and your connections, your ability to connect is, is off, you're shut down a bit. And you don't even maybe even know how to properly reconnect with people. But you want to. And you want God to lead you in to health in your relationships, lead you into vulnerability, lead you into trust again. I'm not saying you can trust everybody, but there's going to be people you can trust. And God wants to lead you into a community where you can be trusted in trust. And if that's you, but this is a little, this is honestly like not easy for you. God, yeah, I can, I'm good with him, but, you know, but God needs that. He, he, he created it. He's going to walk us in and restore us in our relationships. So if that's you on the count of three, I just want to know who I'm praying for. One, two, three. If you need your heart restored around people, around relationships. Okay. God, I declare right now your help, your love, your voice, your kindness, your repair. Where there's disappointment, we invite you in. Where trust has been broken we invite you in, where there's been abuse, where there's been damage, where there's been, I see the word disappointment, disappointment, where there's been disappointment. God, I declare you beginning to heal. Our eyes are on you. Even though you're repairing our relationships with one another, our eyes are on you because you authored it and we're, we're trusting you to bring us in to the right connect groups, the right community, the right friendships. And I say, God, you're taking loneliness out of us, isolation out of us. I break isolation where we feel like no one will ever love me if they knew this. If they really saw who I am. And the fact is, is if we really saw who you are, it would, we would love you more. We would love you more. In fact, we'd probably relate to you more because you're probably more like us than you think. And I just release a spirit of restoration reconciling. God, I pray anyone here who's harboring unforgiveness, that they, we would be able to forgive like Peter 70 times 7. We would be able to keep coming to you and releasing them until our heart is clean and the connection is restored. Make us healthy. God, in Connect Week, in Connect Month, in Connect Season, let these be the most vital, transformative Connect groups we've ever had. Let it be real community like only you can bring in Jesus' most extraordinary name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now. <laughs>